He's like, yeah, um, it's still in your name. Uh, apparently, the paperwork went signed or something, and it says you've racked up storage fees for, uh, since 2018 to now on it. And I was like, oh, my God. Everybody, all right. Hey. Welcome back, Kinder Spirits Podcast. Episode number eight is what it's going to be, and you guys got a super lucky, lucky one today. It's just me and Chad going at it ourselves. No guest, nobody here. Not with our us. typical recording day either. No, it's on Monday, and we just decided, man, let's put something out there. Put our thoughts. We're kind of feeling it. Let's put some uh, thoughts out into the internet, into the universe. Positive thoughts too, not none of that crazy bullshit. Like Could be crazy, a bunch of shit. Whatever we want to talk about going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we want to talk about? Let's just get into it. Well, you know what? We yeah. put an Instagram post we out put there. An Instagram post. We put a story out on our page, and we said, "All right, everybody, let us know what you what sort of topics you want to hear." Not a great. So we're gonna we're gonna go through them. We had a turnout. Not a great turnout. <laughs> <laughs> not a turnout. You know, in fact, <laughs> I'm really happy to know that we have women that really support us. Let's let's. I'm gonna go through the names of people that did support us: Tessa Marks and Neely Cawthorn. Wow, you guys are the real MVP. Thanks for uh, putting some topics out there. You know, I'm probably gonna go through this too and mention everybody's name that looked at this and didn't put a suggestion out there. Um, but call we'll do them that. out. We'll do that later. Yeah, call you out. You got to support us. I mean, what are you doing? If you hadn't rated us five stars, at least respond to some of our damn Instagram stuff. Don't yeah. be a bitch. Yeah, don't don't do that. All right, but um, that being said, we did post it two hours ago, so maybe somebody didn't read it or seen it yet. There's 12 people that saw it. We got two responses. We have like 50 followers, so go out there, respond to our stuff, so that way we know what you want, and we can provide, (laughs) and we can grow this fucking platform. All right? Damn. <laughs> well, we might even if it's good, we'll put you on the damn podcast. All right, we yeah. we got a hell of a location. I will You've say, never Tessa, seen the city skyline. Tessa and Neely did post comments. I don't know. They're yeah, we're gonna go through it. I'm gonna go yeah. here. Here's here's uh, Neely wanted us to talk about. Neely said, "Quote, talk about how you busted your ass Saturday night." End quote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming because we have this shared Instagram. Which time? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Which time? I'm assuming that's you because you busted your ass more than me. Yeah, I look like a little baby deer out there, not knowing how to walk. Um, so we, well, you got to let people know what happened. So we Saturday night we went to the Happy Jay Skating Rink out in good old Carthage, Tennessee. It was Neely's 25th birthday, golden birthday, 25th on the 25th. Happy birthday again, Neely. Happy belated birthday. You know how many times I was saying happy birthday to her? Probably eight or nine times. That's a lot of times. You should have done it 25. <sighs> You should go home tonight and finish it like 22 more times. I don't have like, energy. But yeah, we oh. had a, a nice little get, gathering at the old st- skating rink, a little nostalgic uh, skating rink. And, and, and anybody that doesn't really, I, like, I hear you say it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really put it together until we were heading to her birthday thing. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced rink. rink, not ring, like a skating ring. No, it's rink. Yeah, no, I always thought ring. Just because, like, you skate in a circle in a ring. I can but see, but that could be a, confusing. But yeah. Yeah. 
But a rink. A rink. What, what the hell is a rink? A uh, uh, rink is a, something you skate in, apparently. <laughs> All right. All right. Just wanted to call that out because I had learned that last weekend. And if you ever had one of those embarrassing moments where you say something and somebody catches you, even though it sounds sounds good because you say it quick and then they catch you and they what did you say? And then they embarrass you in front of everybody. Just yeah. calling that out right now. So if case any of you out there have to go through it. Psychopaths do that. You learn it right now. Yeah. Psychopaths what? Call people out? Call people out and just oh. make you feel embarrassed. Neely oh. does it all the time. Neely? Oh, yeah. That's what does that to me if I'm singing a song. Mm, oh, that's the worst. That's Neely. And some of that. these country songs, man. You don't know what you're saying. Oh, especially the rap songs. Let's not even get into the rap songs. But um, anyways, yeah. We skate went to the skating rink. rink. And then we went skating. Um, first time I've been skating since eight or nine. A long time ago. And this is the four-wheel drive skates. Four wheels, not the cool inline skates. Not the roller blades, the roller skates. Yeah, that's much harder. If anybody's yeah. never tried the two, go try it. You'll bust your ass. <clears throat> so, yep, we went skating, and I fell probably eight or nine times. A couple times is good. You know, I got that rolling going, but uh, there were some plenty of times, one specifically, where I got a little bit too crazy. I thought, you know, you get too going too fast, get a little cocky. You start thinking you could do things you ought not do. That's exactly what I did. So I was coming around the corner. Uh, I think uh, one of the Great Van Fleet songs came on, Highway Tune. I was doing a little air guitar. I got a little bit too excited. Um, I like that band. And I started falling forward. So I'm trying to catch myself running. Like, a, like I don't know. I was just trying to catch yeah. myself from falling face forward. Mm. Overcorrected. Fell backwards. Obviously, my, my hip and my knee were the first thing to hit. And mm-hmm. I am, gravity's not my friend since I'm being so big and so tall. So it kind of hurt. Got some bruises on me now. And yeah, that was one of the nine times that I busted my ass. Damn. And I remember the the one that I remember was the train when we had the train going. Oh, Everybody yeah. Everybody was linked together. And yep. you had just got to, uh, I'm Neely, I'm assuming your mom took that video that you posted. It's a great video because it captured the perfect moment when Clay really screwed it up. And he just, Grabbed a hold of you like you were going to be his his lifeline, mm-hmm. which then made her slip, made yep. you slip, then I slip. But after that one, I looked at you. I'm like, "You okay?" And you looked at me and you were laughing, but like a panic laugh, like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh no," because you got a lot of shit. I feel like wrong with you, like your knee. Yeah, yeah. You doing jujitsu, so I don't know what's definitely taking a toll. You know, I'm 26. Just turned 26 a month ago, and uh, I like to not think I'm getting old, but I'm getting old, unfortunately. My memory's going. My body's going. I don't know, man. I'm starting to get gray hairs. Oh, me too. Starting yeah. to lose hair. Oh, well, I got a remedy for that. What uh, is your remedy? So you get those little roller micro blades. You Are know you serious? About? And I'm starting to do it right here on this little part right here. Is it working? <laughs> it, I see. I don't know if it's, I've, I'm trying. You got to be consistent with it. That's it doesn't even hurt. You just keep doing it. It just punctures little holes. It, it help hurts the, a little. If you make it bear down, it's like little micro needles. So it's like an acupuncture. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to what's what's supposed to happen is there's a layer of collagen, or I guess a layer of collagen, it right but right below your skin, and it breaks that collagen up, and it's to supposed to revitalize your your hair growth. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So get some of that micro needles and just roll it wherever you need some uh, hair at. And then it should, if you're consistent enough, within a month, it should start filling in a little bit. And I can start noticing those little baby hairs starting to come up. Oh so I'm God. thankful. I'm going to have to test it out. 
And then you can do it on your beard if you've got some patches on there. You just want to fill in. Mm. You just go ahead and roll that on there. So all you, I know James, me and, J, me and you, James, talked about it. James is getting worried about the James about the about the bald head. You know, honestly, it's more. Common. Sorry to call you out, James. It's I love more, you. It's more common than than uh, than I would have thought. I feel yeah. like everybody, but uh, for for the men specifically. Um, but you know, let's go through. Uh, Let's go through Tessa's comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tessa, thanks, babe, for, for supporting us. Um, Tessa said, name something. <laughs> oh, sorry. Quote, name something you admire about each other. End quote. Clay, you want to start us off? I don't know where to start off. Wow. At. There's so much stuff to admire about there you. you yeah. There you go. Let's see, Clay. Mm. Let me take, take just a couple. Hmm. I admire. Oh. Oh, no. There is a lot, actually. I'm sitting here trying to think of a real good one, though. Well, of like good. a one that embodies that. you Ooh. a lot more than just like, oh, I admire that you're like a hard worker. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, yep. I think I admire your ambitions. <clears throat> Specifically when it comes to your family. You like mm. your thoughts of future family mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about not having kids for a couple of years, but you're already on the mindset of like, oh, even when I do have kids, I'm gonna be that, yeah, nice father. Which I mean, I think I'm gonna be a nice father too. Not to, you know, I would. Everybody wants to, yeah, I'm assuming, I mean, but you're already like, oh, I want to provide. I want to do this. I'm gonna set it up, and oh yeah, and 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 even the other day on our episode with Stephen, oh, I was listening to it today again while I was working, and you said you were talking about like, you need to decide what segments that you value in life and then every decision after that you need to like make it and so your segments and you had family but then you gave Neely her own mm-hmm. segment you're like she kind of falls under family but since she's my wife I think she deserves her own segment man you're the man that women are out there searching for and luckily you're already taken unluckily for the ladies out there luckily for Neely and uh, luckily for you because you yeah, have a good one remember that Neely next time you do, I do something you don't like you got a, you got a good man out here yep grinding trying to provide yeah but yeah uh it uh it's something that you don't really sit back and realize how important things are and then it's like you know what she uh means a lot and then you start thinking about oh what's your family gonna be like and, you know you kind of start doing the stuff around your life now like trying to do this podcast and trying to work your way up i mean all that why is there a reason to work and kind of climb the corporate ladder or make as much money as you can like what what's the purpose of that if you don't have anybody to share that with and so that's why that's what justifies me thinking about um that's what justifies me and my decisions now like why i want to grind and make so much money so one day god willing i do have children hopefully one mm-hmm. or two or maybe three i don't know but hopefully uh i'll be able to spend a lot more time with them and i don't have to worry about money you know working away hours on end and not having that time with them but yeah yeah that's nice deep stuff but yeah yeah uh one thing i guess i'm right i you. was waiting yep <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's see oh i guess i'd have to say i admire your tenacity the way you like has so much Four. crap going on, like like work ethic, mm, I guess, because mm, mm. you're like got your hands in so much right now, and it's I'll look in, I'm like Jesus Christ, how's this dude doing this? Yeah, I it's a lot. I will I, say, like driving back and forth from Florida trying to fix up a house, and 
you got some good jobs going on. You got uh, you got a lot going on for you. You got the podcast thing going off too. So, yeah, I, I didn't matter that about you though. Too, you doing the same stuff. You're on the grind. We we talked about you know making time for this podcast. So, because it's something we really enjoy doing. Yep. <clears throat> um, yep. Yep. There is no for anyone out there too. This is why we need your sport. We're not doing it for like for it to blow up anywhere or um, any sort of monetary value. Because we enjoy doing it. Yeah, I literally enjoy coming in and having the conversations and sitting down, and we we talk so frequently too, and have great conversations. And two, even our friends, right? We talk about it all the time. Phil, Phil, today I shared the podcast with him, and I was like, man, I don't even think I sent this to you. He's listening right now. He already sent Ooh. me a bunch of texts, and he was like, dude, I'm cracking up about the stair stepper and comment for the sweat effort episode or something, <laughs> oh I guess. God. And um, yeah, just enjoy being able to like bring some joy to people's days. But then also, um, I'm so I I do it. In hopes to get people engaged, like on our social media, because we have our subjects we like talking about, but man, I seriously am interested to hear what you out there that listen to these episodes, what you're interested in hearing. Um, I know that we mentioned that we had this story post, but, um, you know, even if you're listening to this and you have a, a random subject that comes up at some point, please, for real, send us a message on the kindred spirits underscore podcast, um, Instagram handle. Because we'd love to get into it. Um, But for now, thanks, uh, Tessa Neely, for sending some subjects. And Mm -hmm. we're signing off. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We're going to talk about some more stuff. I was like, dang. Clay was a little surprised. Clay was like, oh, shit. That's the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clay, got a subject that's on your mind? I had one driving in here. Yeah, I actually do. Something that occurred to me Friday. Let's um, hear it. And into Saturday. Okay. You remember the Mitsubishi? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do. It's hard to forget it. That was one of uh, Clay's, you know, we mentioned the brown turd back in high school. That was the next uh, step up. Step up. <laughs> get me back uh, and forth from college. Got it from his uh, mother, Jennifer. Jennifer, mm-hmm. if you listen out there, how you doing? Uh, it was her vehicle, and then I bought it from her. And then um, that was what I, carried me back and forth. Because, you know, the, the Ford loved it. 89, you know, I was going back and back and forth from Knoxville. So I was like, I need something a little bit more reliable than an 89 Ford. So I bought the Mitsubishi O2 Montero. Man, that thing. <laughs> the name Montero. 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 It didn't, it didn't look like a Montero. Um, all in all, it was a good vehicle, but man, that thing was plagued with crap that just kept going on and on with it. I mean, <laughs> that thing, I just couldn't depend on it, man. It got to a point where I was praying every time I turned the key over. Like if I had to be somewhere, like going to discount tire and it was like freezing in the morning, turn it on. Come on, baby! Come on, baby! Slap on the seat. Let's go. I legit remember sometimes where I was sitting there and and my driver's seat. I'm just like praying. I'm like, please, please, I'll do anything. Just please start so I can get to work. Finally, turn over. But um, oh my god, there's so many things that go on with that. I remember uh, just to talk about the Mitsubishi. (laughs) We'll go ahead and talk about what you're going to talk about for it. So I get a call Friday. I'm working from home. Get a call Friday. I was making some lunch, and this guy. I, it was a it was a number I didn't recognize, so I answered it. I was like, I don't know who this could be. It could be for somebody from work. Answered it, and this guy like, he's like, uh, is this Clay? I was like, yeah. <laughs> who, who is this? He had a is like he was questioning whether it was me or not. I was like, yeah, this is me. And um, he's like, hey, this is Stephen Wells from Ford of Murfreesboro. How are you doing? I was like, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? He's like, great, great. 
Oh, uh, you want a free car? <laughs> you, you got a free car. Well, the Ford Murfreesboro is where I bought my truck at. Oh, gotcha. You know, where, I, yeah. where I traded the Montero in at. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he gets on the phone. He, um, he's like, yeah, I just want to call. Um, we've got a, do you know anything about a 02 Mitsubishi Montero? And I was <laughs> no. <laughs> as soon as he said that, all these memories just start flooding my brain. It's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, um, well, we've been, it's been sitting on the lot since 2018, and um, it's still in your name, and it's been collecting storage fees for the past four years. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, um, it's still in your name. Uh, apparently, the paperwork wasn't signed or something, and it says you've racked up storage fees for, uh, since 2018 to now on it. And I was like, oh, my God. So what did you say? Um, I'd been like, I was like, really? I was sounds like, like y'all racked up some storage <laughs> yeah. feed. Sounds was, like a fuck up on I y'all's was, part. I was like, really? Is that right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, just out of curiosity, how how much are the storage fees right now? Guess how much they were? Something stupid, more than what the value of the damn car was. <laughs> what is it? It was five thousand dollars. That's so stupid, dude. <laughs> do you think it was a, a five thousand? Do you think that was literally a tactic for them to like? Try well, to get money out of you if you were well, stupid. Well, I'll finish the rest of the story, and you can you can decide on, based on that. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, yeah, it's five thousand dollars, and I started laughing. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't tell him at the time because I I didn't want to like, I didn't want to piss him off all of a sudden. But I was like, man, you, you called the wrong person if you want to get your five thousand dollars because I ain't paying it. Hell I was like, no. no, there's no way I'm paying that crap. And he's like, man, he's like, it's been sitting down here for four years. It's Nobody knows anything about it. It's like this lore, I guess, at the office where everybody's like, who's got the Montero? Who's got the Montero? And nobody knows because I guess the offices have turned over like two times since I've been there. Oh, my gosh. And so he's like, I'll tell you what, Clay, if you can – this is Friday. He's like, if you can come down here tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, and sign over a release form and a power of attorney. And he's like, we'll waive all the fees and, like, we'll – it won't be in your name anymore. And I was like, all right, I'll be down there tomorrow. Sign up, sign everything over to you. And we'll be done with that. So is that what happened? Yeah. I went down Saturday morning, walked in. I was like, Hey, I'm a, I'm the guy with Montero. And everybody's like, Oh my God, this is him. <laughs> this the is the guy. We yeah. did the damn things of bad luck charm on the <laughs> yeah. lot, dude. Wow. But I literally signed five pieces of paper, signed it over to him, shook his hand. I was like, all right, cool. We're gone. And that was it of that. I was like, man, Wow. You know, I would have been like, <laughs> I, was like I would definitely would have laughed. Honestly, this is the best way to handle phone calls like that, too. People, when you get phone calls from people, I can't stand hearing people just give these people on the phone such a hard time. Yeah. People on the phone just trying to do their job, even yeah. if they're trying to collect a bill or whatever. Like, they ain't the person that you owe the money. They're just trying to collect it for the business because the that's their job. They're the messenger, yep. And, and a lot of times, you just treat them like they're a normal person. Like, man, how's your day going? Whatever. The conversation goes 10 times better. And a lot of times, they have power to do small things, too. Mm-hmm. So, they just help you out. So, for instance, yeah. like on interviews, I tell people this all the time, especially like college students that we talked to, uh, talk with. And I've told this to Chase, my younger brother. Um if you're in an interview and you can just be down to earth with a person, professional, but down to earth, right? It'd be personal. That's the main uh, thing. Personal. Yeah. That is so, it makes such a big difference. Like, wow, this is a real person. It's not a freaking robot I'm talking to. Like, I think on the last, I don't know, three or four interviews I've had, um, 
you know, they're like, hey, you got a question question for me about the business or anything? And I'm typically I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I've done my research on the on the company, so I think I'm pretty good on the company questions. But um, you said you live in Nashville. Which favorite cocktail bar to go to? You guys go like a restaurant, and then you just talk, and they're like, wow, this person's a normal person. I could go and shoot the shit with. Mm-hmm. And so I make that. I think it makes a huge difference. But I would seriously think I would have answered a call. Same way. Probably would have laughed about it. I'm like, five grand? Like, buddy, $5, you know that I, like, I traded that in for my truck. So, like, <clears throat> I hope we're just laughing about the storage fees that are racked up because clearly it's not, I'm not coming in there to pay That's five. Absurd. That's more than what that vehicle. Like, sir, That's honestly, twice. when you just said you're from Ford to Murfreesboro, and you said that thing has been there since 2018, and you're having a tough time getting rid of it, I thought you were just going to call me to go down and get it if I wanted it for yeah, free. yeah. Which I would. Um, yeah, I mean, right now you could probably sell it for a lot more. I, that, uh, Kelly Blue booked it when I traded it in. Kelly Blue Book value had it at $800. I was paying 2000 a year in insurance on that thing. Wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous, dude. But Who was your insurance? State Farm. But I like called him. I was like, hey, there's something we got to do about this. I was like, this is way too high. I was like, is there anything you can do? And they, we, we got that down a lot now. So it's a lot less now. If yeah, you I just call, I think I'm what? paying like twelve hundred for my truck. That's like a year. Yeah, mine's pretty cheap now because mm-hmm. I talked to, I talked them down to it. Um, but that on the flip side, uh, Neely she had bought her Santa Fe at twenty five thousand dollars, and the the dealership called her or like emailed her. Said they buy it back. Say buy it back for thirty five. Isn't that what? Yep. Yep. So. Maybe I should have went down and said, "Hey, I tell you what, just give a bit, give it back to him." I should have sold it for like five thousand dollars that that Montero, because it'd be worth. Damn, it right now. you could have just said, "Hey, I'll, what did the trade in value they give you for eight hundred bucks?" It's like two thousand dollars. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, should have been like, "I'll buy this for eight I just wanted it off, man. I was like, "Man, I just I want to deal with it." Speaking of the Montero, mm. funny story. You know where I'm going with this one? Back in college, Vol State, we would carpool together and. To discount tire, and then from discount tire to college. So we were close. We had to go at the same intersection in the morning. We either take your car or my car, and that would be the car for the day. Your car was for the day, and we went to college. And during our break for the day, we had like an hour and a half break. So we went and grabbed lunch. You were like, I got to go get oil for my car. Mm-hmm. I got to go get, oh, I got to go get oil for my car. And, um, I just need to top it off. I thought you were talking about changing oil. All we had to do was literally top it off because yeah. the damn thing was burning oil. <laughs> so that's, that tells you the quality of the car. Um, yeah, maybe it drank that oil. Oh, yeah. Well, it drank it today, this day bad. We were in Walmart parking lot, came out with the oil, put it in there. Just dumbass young college guys that knew how to work on vehicles, but we opened your hood and your, your oil cap, we took it off and you set it on the um, – on the grill of the car where the hood yeah. comes and latches down. And he yeah. said, hey, let's put that. So we finished topping it off, checked it, oil's at the right thing. I go to shut the hood, and for some reason it, <laughs> it was having a tough time shutting. And I told you, like, Clay, what the fuck? Man? Your hood's not shutting. You come over and you're like, what the hell? And you slam it down. <laughs> like you slammed it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go. <laughs> let's get going. So our college was like two miles from the uh, the Walmart. Oh and God. we were like a mile and a half down the street. And we were stopped at a red light. And, dude, I remember the exact moment that I was like, dude, oh, shit. We were at the light stopped. 
and I look over and I'm talking to you and I could see smoke or something start coming up through your steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. And through your like dash. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, Clay. <laughs> the amount of panic. <laughs> the amount of panic in your face. You were like, oh shit. It was still a red light. And I'm pretty sure you just gunned it yeah. and turned it to the left yeah. up at that empty uh, roundabout. And we, we were like, hurry up and jump out of your car and we what? bust the hood open. And then it was the oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. I thought your motor blew first time we opened it up, and I was like, Dude, the whole thing was smoking. It was smoking. It Clay's engine bay was covered <laughs> in oil, <laughs> and then it hit us. And Clay goes, Chad, you mother effer, you didn't put the damn cap back on. And we see the cap, and it's on that where his hood was trying to close, okay. and that's why it was being hard to close. Yeah, I put it there so we'd remember yeah. to put it on. Yeah, I know. That's a trick and I, I did old father <laughs> yeah. passed down. It's like, <laughs> put this here when you get so that way when you go to close your hood, you can't you can't close it. <laughs> so you put your oil cap back on. Oh, that's good. And I put it there. And, and yeah. instead of taking it as a sign <laughs> of why is it being hard, Clay's like, This piece of shit and slams the hood and oil was covered. And so we just put the cap back on. Literally it was almost bone dry. We like I had to go back and get some we, more oil. Yeah, we did. We went, we puttered back to Walmart and got more oil. And then we we're like, man, what a fucking like episode. But that was pretty crazy. That's a pretty funny story. One, one more story with the Montero. And then we got another uh, another question. Just had a live response coming in. Live on response to be a podcast, but we'll get to that. I got one more story that I want to share. I was up in Knoxville uh, going through college. And that last, it was my last semester up at UT, it was my senior year. And I was up there by myself because Neely had gone back home and she was going to MTSU. And I was just up there by myself finishing out the last semester, so I really had nobody up there. Um, I remember I went to I went to Dick's Sporting Goods or something. It was probably five miles, five or six miles from our apartment. And I remember Miss Bishop was on its last last days by that moment. Um and I get in the car and I go to start it, dude. It would not turn over. What's like it wouldn't even nothing. It wouldn't even like act like it was going to start over. Like what in the world's going on? So I kept doing it and doing it. And I was like, oh my god! Like I'm stranded out here. I don't have any way to get back home. I was like, we're going to have to get this thing towed. I thought it was something wrong with the vehicle, something motor issues or something. And I was afraid it was like the battery had completely died. And I, it was like nine o'clock. Everything was closed. It was 9 o'clock at night. Everything was closed. I couldn't go anywhere. I called my mom and dad. I was like, hey, uh, just, I'm not, I don't know what they're going to do. They're two hours away. I called them. I was like, hey, this thing has died on me, and I can't get anywhere. I'm stranded. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We'll be up there in a minute. Or We'll be up there in two hours. We'll come up there. They're two, two and a half hours away, and they drove all, oh, the, no. what was wrong all, the, way to, all the way to Knoxville to pick me up. God, God bless them. Because did your dad do a quick fix? He figure something out. My oh, dad, yeah. after two and a half hours, it was like eleven thirty at night. Oh no! He gets in. The shifter was not put in park all the way. <laughs> oh my god! It was stuck halfway between park and reverse. He put it in park, starts right up, and I'm like, <laughs> I never felt so guilty. And so, there was just a wave of just embarrassment and just yeah. guilt. That came over me, and I couldn't apologize. I still like apologize to. I I could not apologize enough to What'd him. What'd your dad say? He's like, don't worry. He's like, he's son, like, it's all right. It's all right. Happen. Like things happen. He's like, hey, hey, speaking of your dad, 
I went out to dinner last night for Chase's uh, 22nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Chase, love you. Happy birthday, man. Um, and we were talking. He goes, we, we got on the subject of the podcast, actually, mm-hmm. how it's going. And uh, Clay was like, or Dad was like, yeah, we actually saw, um, or Waylon texted me the other day. And I was like, no shit, Waylon texted me. What about? He asked if we seen any Purple Martins yet. Mm-hmm. And because Dad, you know, has this big ass Purple Martin house at the house now, and um, he was like, "No, seen a couple, but ain't ain't had them." He goes, "Damn, that's tough." And your dad sends a photo of like all the Purple Martins <laughs> yeah. flying around. He's got like fifty now. And Dad was like, "I almost texted him, like, <laughs> kiss my ass as a funny way." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, he should have. He should have. It'd been funny." But yeah, that, yeah, that's good. Good to hear you. James's dad good. has a good story about the Purple Martins. Oh, we need to save it for when James yeah. comes on the podcast. That is a good story. I know that one as well. That's a yeah. good one. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah, new topic came through on Instagram um, by our good buddy Caleb Rouse, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. Caleb talked about it. We'll have you on the podcast soon. You're, uh, you're an interesting one to talk to for sure. But Caleb put, is Elon Musk going to change the world for the good or is he just another rich billionaire? It's a pretty good question. Very topical. I actually talked to Fuquay about this yesterday. Oh, what's his thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I don't want to speak for Fuquay, mm-hmm. but he's definitely more reserved about the thought than I am. Like, I think uh, my personal opinion is I think it's great because he seems like he's for the good. Uh, but then Fuquay's like, well, all these billionaires, you know, they got their personal agendas and it's all for like. But my my thing to Fuquay was, <clears throat> he's like, I can see why people are upset about it. And I was like, yeah, but why the hell ain't nobody upset about Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post? And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah shut him up real yeah. quick. I mean, not that it shut that's up Fuquay. Because Fuquay's like, hey, that's a good point as well. Like, But, <clears throat> you know, that is it like, you got to be careful about being the hypocrite when it comes to political beliefs and then everything that starts happening. I think, personally... I've seen nothing but good things come from Elon Musk doing the SpaceX thing, doing the Tesla. And what's ironic is a lot of the people that are against him going with uh, buying Twitter, a lot of them own Teslas. Mm. So in a in a way, they helped him purchase Twitter. So I kind of find that ironic. But yeah, what's it, your thoughts it, on it? I think he's good. My 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 answer is. I think I, he's a good guy, more so than the typical billionaire, the he, Bill Gates or the Jeff well, Bezos. Well, that's the thing about Elon Musk. He's not if you follow him and you and you you, you listen to him talk and the way he he views life, like he's not your typical billionaire. Like he's not in it for the money. He literally has like a he 50, sold all his stuff. Yeah, he literally has like fifty thousand dollar house in Austin, Texas. Yeah, and he and don't he even sleeps like sleep on the there. damn couch in his in the. The gigafactories that he has, yeah, in his office, a but shitty the, couch too. The way he like sees and the way he his mind go, and I mean I can't talk for Elon Musk, I don't know him or nothing, but just by listening to him talk and all that stuff, like he's in it for the good of humanity, and the, for the good of society. So I think you know we got to watch and see how it plays out. I don't think everything gets finalized legally until October, but the. Um, you know, he's come out and said, he's like, you know, Twitter is this place where you get shadow banned. You know, it's not a place for free speech. Um, it's not a place where you can talk freely. Like, if you have something that argue like, goes against conventional wisdom or goes against, like, the national um, media. Yeah, yeah. You get banned or you get canceled or what, something like that. And, and he's, he's not wrong. And he's not wrong. You know, after, it's interesting you say that, after this... Uh after the whole acquisition thing came out and it was like, yeah, the shareholders voted yes. Like, it looks like it's going to happen. I was watching a ton of people were posting. I think even Joe Rogan uh, posted. Um, 
about like Donald Trump Jr. I saw him post about it. I saw one of these other big Republican pages post about it. And I saw Joe Rogan post about it as well. And it showed they actually put the screenshot because it is just like our data, like analytics that Mm -hmm. we can see on anchor that our podcast platform is run through. Um, it was showing how many followers they got per day. Mm -hmm. And it was all, all of them was like on the 25th, April 25th. And I think Donald Trump Jr. Had like 87,000 followers just in his typical day was like a thousand new followers, 800 new followers. And all of a sudden it was like 87,000. And I don't, I don't want to say it was for sure. Donald Trump Jr. Is it Donald Trump or, or Joe Rogan? Um, But Joe Rogan had a significant increase as well on the 25th. And it was just like, "Mm, this is kind of interesting because I wonder now if there's some cleanup trying to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if there are lawsuits that decide to start, that decide to be made with the whole Twitter of like infringing on uh, freedom of speech uh, amendment, are they trying to cover their ass and like get rid of some of the evidence, you know, and like go ahead and try to bog down or get rid of this code that they had written in with an algorithm or something. So I don't know. Pretty interesting. I like those things don't just happen. Um, There's a routine and and things are adjusted and, you know, we have all these, I was mentioning this today to um, in an interview and uh, it was, I told the woman because we were we were talking about how how um, the world is so much more tech uh, driven, and I said, yeah, even though it's tech driven, like the the people in your human capital are the ones that create the tech that drives it. So yeah, a lot of things come automated, but it also creates more of a need for like technical maintenance to happen. Um, and so like all those algorithms are built by people and they're manipulated by people. We use the word manipulate with, with Steven on that episode. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a bad word. It can be depending on how you manipulate things, but manipulates another word for what moving things around and changing, changing the direction. So yeah, you can change I it for think, the bad or I the good. Especially since COVID has exacerbated a lot of things in our society these days, it's easy to see how much of an impact that Twitter has had over the past several years and how just polarizing and kind of toxic Twitter has become. Um, I think honestly, with Elon Musk buying this, he's going to take it private. He's going to shift from an ad-based revenue system to more of a subscription-based uh, uh, business model, and he's going to take it private. I think ultimately it's going to be good for society, but you know, you never know. I, I think we're trending in the right direction, though, because um, freedom of speech is is paramount to yep. our democracy. Well, that's um, what he says too on his post is. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, this could be a whole episode in itself, right? The freedom of speech and the and the, the founding like uh, morals that our company was founded on. But um, he said in his post, like, I, you know, I encourage people that oppose my views to like yeah, speak out on my platform because yeah. that is literally what democracy is built on. Mm-hmm. And he's right. I wish it was, you know, we, we've grown up and most of the listeners on here probably too, um, because we see the age demographic you guys are same as us. But uh, we, um, we haven't really experienced that beforehand where, you know, the Republican and democratic party, uh, I think almost had the conversations of, you know, we have different, different solutions to a problem 
let's discuss it and yep. talk about and think which ones now it is hardcore you don't even use the word republican democrat anymore it's either you're a conservative or you're a liberal which is the extremist on yep. both sides um and now it's either like you're an idiot or that's the clear right way and that's just not how it is and there's so I, much gray area man you gotta walk you gotta talk your way through it i mean there's so much gray area to debate and that's what the big there's too many is. factors i yeah. mean it is not just white and black there's so many factors that go into a government you know pretty interesting but um yeah any other topic Topic no nobody else has responded uh so oh well let me go ahead i have one quick thing because i was driving in here oh yeah yeah, yeah. driving in here homeless people yeah yeah i feel for yeah i I feel for sometimes you know it varies on the day actually and it varies on the person i see sometimes i feel for them sometimes i'm like you know what the hell are you doing um Man, what do you think it's like to be a homeless person? Free, freeing. I would, I would imagine if you do it. I know. Well, I don't know, but right. I know a lot of them do it for because they want that lifestyle. Let me, let so me it's give a you, choice. I'll give you a scenario. Some of them, unfortunately, it's not their own choice. So. Right. I'll put you in the scenario that I feel like a lot of them are in. You don't have Neely, and you don't. You're not close to your family at all. You hate the corporate world. You don't want any sort of responsibilities like that, and money's not. A super importance to you because that's just not what makes you happy. Yeah, I feel like in a, in a in a in a way it would be very freeing, or I don't know, freeing is the right word. Very um, care carefree. Okay, like what do you have to like worry about? Surviving. Where to sleep? Surviving. Yeah. yeah, you go like you putting yourself in this weird like third world environment, but in a first world country. So you're just roaming around downtown Nashville. I wouldn't want to talk to people though. How they like? I wouldn't like. I don't, honestly, big balls about them for standing at a street corner or whatever and say, "Hey, can you spare a chain?" I don't want to fucking do that. All the looks I'd get and the, the feeling of denial and stuff, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, that's your ego talking though. I wonder what their ego is like though. Probably, I mean, you could, I'm sure it varies on the person. Yeah, if I was in that situation, I would definitely wouldn't live it in the city. I'd go out into the woods, back with somewhere, and eat possum. Eat possum. <laughs> Good lord, man! And just—I was just thinking just about it. it. I, I saw watch the guy. I mean, no care in the world on my way over here. I was right by the stadium, and he's under a bridge, full line of cars. Just got the green light, and right, and they—they've been waiting there. It's a green light, like it's a green light that's too fucking long, right? And it turned green. He just starts walking across the road, no shirt on, sweatpants on, halfway on his ass, so his ass crack is showing. He just walks across, and. uh I just thought, and then Horn didn't honk at him. He just started sort of stumbling as he realized I'm in front of these people holding them up. But it's like, man, that guy don't give a damn. No, he don't care. He don't care at all. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of think like that might be interesting to to live that lifestyle. But also, I mean, I kind of I enjoy giving a fuck a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. The situation is weird because some of them, some of them, that is their choice to live that way, and some of them actually do have actual problems, and they don't have anybody to care for them. And to those people, you know, your hearts go out to them. But there are some people that just, yeah, they're 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 in it for the wrong. I don't know. There, it's just some crazy people out there, and you never know too how crazy somebody is, you know. Damn. So that was another topic, but I don't want to drag this out. But road rage, man. Yeah. Anybody out there? This might be a segue into the, another episode. Road rage. Road rage. If you have, if any of you have a 
a road rage story, you're like, oh, this is probably a good one. Please share it in our Instagram because something pretty interesting. I really don't get a lot you of never, road rage. You, well, I do. And I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. I think it's because I feel a lack of dis- – I, I feel like a person lacks respect for the other people on the road. It's because you do, you, feel, you feel like you have to have all the control no. in your no, life. No, 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 no. No, you that's, feel not like, it, that's not it at all. And that's something that no, you no. can't control. Listen, that's not it at all. If you're on a two-lane road, if you're on a two-lane road and this is you, kiss my ass, okay? If you're the one in the left lane and you're passing, or you're not even passing, you're just riding beside a semi that's in the right lane, and you're just cruising, not even thinking about it, mm-hmm. you're an asshole in a sense. Not a not a not maybe a purposefully an asshole, but... You got a line of cars behind you, and you're going 75, and most people are running 80, and they're just trying to get to their job or an appointment or a podcast that they're trying to get and like record at a certain time schedule. Just think about the people that are behind you. Everybody's got their own agenda. So when people get angry, I don't feel like it's it ain't necessarily at the per. It's just like, hey man, thanks for like not thinking about all of us yeah. behind you. Um, I feel like I'm try I try to be courteous of everybody on the road, but people aren't taught to drive a certain way nowadays, and. But talking about you don't know about a person, like what type of boy you get in a road rage incident, you find out real quick. Are you a fight or flight type of person? Mm-hmm. In a road rage incident, mm-hmm. they either oh I don't like the confrontation or they're ready to step out of the car. Well, that's a very that's a very high consequence situation to be in when you're going eighty mile an hour down an interstate. Well. So well, well, I mean, a lot of people try to de-escalate that as quick as possible. So, all right, this guy's. Whoop. I don't care. I don't care enough to lose my life for mm. this. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But to Caleb, to Neely, and to Tessa, thank you for uh, thank you for giving us some comments, some feedback. What is it? Some uh, Yeah, go ahead and read off who uh, who didn't put anything. No, man. I ain't going to yeah, put them on blast like that. We'll give them a warning. We'll, we'll give them a fair this warning. Is the, this is a fair warning. <laughs> you know who you are. We do appreciate you following us, though. <laughs> yes. we, do, we do appreciate you giving us a follow. Um we just wanted to give you guys a quick, quick little episode today. We were just feeling it. Felt like recording. So yeah. we'll yeah. wrap it up now because we're near the 42-minute mark. Um, anything you want to leave with the people? Go follow us. Go share our, Insta- or go share our Instagram. Go share the podcast. Rate us five stars. Um, if you've got any feedback whatsoever, please don't Guys, hesitate. we honestly, we're begging for it. Like yes. any feedback, positive or negative, um, we're all about constructive criticism. You guys have any suggestions? It doesn't matter what it is, as, as minuscule as it may be. Send it our way. We'd love it. Um, And also, please, if you think it's even remotely decent, share it with your friends or family. We'd really appreciate that. It'd help us out a lot, too. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, I think we're going to sign off. We'll leave it as a simple basic. We might make this a little segment, do it once a week or something, and a little Clay Clay Chad. Yeah. Let's do a a good song leaving out this podcast. A good song? Nice little uplift song. Well, copyright may be a problem, but maybe we'll just do it anyways. Yeah. We get in trouble. We just, hey, come on. We ain't making no what money are they gonna on sue this. Us for? Honestly, I think that's bullshit too, the copyright thing. Like, if we share a song, what is it going to do? It's going to encourage, if it's a good song, it's going to encourage nah, people to listen to it. can of beans. All right, Clay, shut me down. <laughs> All right, enjoy. Uh, enjoy your day. Enjoy. Um, Love damn it. I know the song I'm going to finish with. All right. Cool. Uh, Addicted, addicted to the Sunshine okay. by Lime Cordell. Enjoy it right now. Love y'all. Peace. Bye-bye. We're addicted to the sunshine, alright.